Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, saints, and welcome. I'm glad that you're here with me today. I'm Dale, and I do thank you so much for joining with me, uh, where we take just a few moments out of every day just to examine the Word of God. If you've been with us from the beginning, you know that we've been looking in the uh, book of Galatians at what the Lord has to say to us, particularly, um, I believe this is such a word for the body of Christ today. By the time we get to the end of it, you'll see exactly what I mean. So anyway, I do thank you so much. Let's just jump right in, okay, because I want us to look at several uh, verses today. We're looking in the first chapter of Galatians, and we've already seen how Paul is defending a couple of things. He's defending himself, okay, defending himself. He's also defending the faith, what the true gospel is. In the first couple of chapters, he does more about himself, and then he gets into more and more in the later chapters about the faith and how that is worked out and how it's manifested. I want us to back up a few verses to the 10th verse and sort of get a run and go at where we're going to where we can remember the whole context of it. So here's what Paul said. Let me just read it. Verse 10. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men... I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Verse 11. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Verse 12. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. So again, he's bringing forth a a defense of what was being said about him. From the very first verse where he said that he was an apostle sent by God through the Lord Jesus Christ and that he was not of man or the institutions of man, from the very beginning to right now, he keeps bringing this up, saying that it was the Lord Jesus Christ who called me. It was the Lord Jesus Christ who taught me. And uh, as we looked at the last time, I think that's really important for us to understand. Who is it that's teaching us? Yes, we need teachers. Yes, we need one another. So don't hear me wrong on this. But too often, I hear people giving far greater glory and praise to man than I do to God. I hear all sorts of things about how great this individual is in teaching or in preaching or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't hear much about the Lord Jesus himself. And so we need to be very, very careful with this. We need to be taught by the Lord. How does he do that? Yes, he does it through his word. He does it through his spirit. He does it through his church. He does it through creation. Go read Romans 1. Okay, all these things bring forth revelation of the Lord. Then verse 13. For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure, and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen, being extremely zealous for my ancestral tradition. So we see what Paul was, and then remember last time together we ran into this in verse 15. But when God, and so we see the but right there. We see something is happening. We see that there's a change, something has occurred. But when God, who had set me apart even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me 
so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. There's a couple of really interesting things going on right here. To start with, there's a profound theological understanding of what's occurring here. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But then there's a logistical thing. Paul talks about this thing that happened to him, which is the theological part. But then he, at the end of it, he says, hey, I didn't immediately consult with flesh and blood. And that's what sort of gives me a hint as to what's occurring in these churches of Galatia, that these Judaizers were saying some things about Paul, and they were accusing him of some stuff. And we've already seen a good bit of that. And we're seeing how this logistically is taking place. He tells them, I did not go and immediately consult with flesh and blood, with man. When this happened to me, I didn't go and check with man to find out, well, is this of God, is this not? He said, I didn't go up to Jerusalem to those that were apostles before me. He said, I didn't do that. So apparently someone was accusing him of that. Apparently someone was saying some things. And Paul said, no, I didn't do that. But I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. Now, a lot of times, and I used to be the chief of sinners on this, people would say, oh, Paul uh, was in the Arabian desert for three years. Well, not exactly. Okay, not exactly. <laughs> what we see is that there is a three-year time period, which we'll see uh, the next time together, the next verse mentions it. But I believe it actually is speaking from the time that Paul is actually saved. He spends some time in Damascus, Ananias lays his hands on him, and then Paul actually goes into the synagogue and speaks to the Jewish people that the one that he had come to persecute is actually the one that is the true Messiah. And then he went into Arabia, and this is not necessarily Saudi Arabia in the way that we understand it today. It just meant that he went south into the Arabia area, and that actually stretched further north than what we associate it today. He might have gone down to Petra is what a lot of people think. But he went away. He went to the south, went to a desert area, and got away, then came back to Damascus. And so he's just laying out and showing sort of the sequencing and the timing of what occurred. But let's back up and look at what he said had happened to him. He says, but when God, this is verse 15, who had set me apart even from my mother's womb. You find out that Paul was set apart from his mother's womb. Now, some translations uh, have that to where it, it looks like that it's from birth that he was set apart. Others, like the New American Standards, a little more like even while he's in the mother's womb. There's some that carry the idea, and I believe this is the truth too, that before the foundations of the earth. Uh, I know that simply because what we see over in Ephesians about before the foundations of the earth, that the Lord has designed today's work for us. And Paul is saying this, that the Lord is the one that set me apart to this apostolic calling to what I'm doing, and he did so even from the womb. And he called me through his grace. It was by nothing that Paul had done. It was simply the grace of God, and it's the same way with us. It's by nothing that we've ever done. It is by the grace of the Most High God that we are saved and that he has called us from our mother's womb. And notice how he did it. Verse 16, it says that God was pleased to reveal his son in me. See, it pleases Father to reveal his son in us so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Now, Paul's heart was for his Jewish brothers. I mean, he reveals that 
in several places in Scripture. But he began to realize that the Lord had really called him to the Gentiles, and it was pleasing to the Lord to do that. So he says this, But when God called me out of all this, he set me apart even from my mother's womb. He did so by grace. It pleased him to reveal his son in me that I might preach to the Gentiles. He said, when all that happened, I didn't go consult flesh and blood. I didn't go off to a workshop workshop or a seminar or do anything like this to try to figure out what I'm supposed to do. He said, I literally went to Arabia. And when you look in uh, Acts, you find out that he was taught by the Lord in Arabia at that time. And then he went back to Damascus. Tomorrow, we'll pick up and see what happens when he leaves Damascus and goes to Jerusalem. But for today... I want us just to reflect upon this and do this at a personal level. Has the Lord released his grace to you? Has he revealed his son to you? Has he set you apart? If you've repented and confessed and responded to him and called upon his name, he has done exactly that. And he's done it for his purposes for such a time as this. doesn't matter what you did before, just like with Paul. It doesn't matter. It is the hand of the Lord in His timing when it pleases Him. Anyway, think about those things, and I'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for being with me.